Hello friends, welcome to another episode of The Seed. On today's episode, we have Kristen's longtime friend, Laura, come on the podcast and we all play We're Not Really Strangers, um, the card game that me and Kristen have played on two of our previous episodes, if you guys remember. It's a really fun episode. Um, The questions in that game definitely always get some pretty good conversations going. So if you've never played it before, I definitely recommend it. We are not sponsored by this game, by the way. (laughs) I just love it a lot. Play along with us if you like. Answer the questions yourself. Um, Make them journal prompts, whatever it is that works for you. Love you. Lasso. Last last he like <laughs> there's lots of memes about him now from The Last of Us. I oh pa- I, I wanna say Palisanth, but that's not right. <laughs> the last of us, hold on. Pedro Pascal. Yes. yes. Okay. He Liam Liam Neeson reminds me of him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do I think they look alike. Yeah. I do think they look And the same mm-hmm. vibe, like that like easygoing confidence. You know the same cool guy. Yeah, just like he's a cool guy. Yeah, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Laura, he's seventy one. Well, I mean, not now. No, right. Oh, I thought you meant. I was just doing right now. He's seventy one. <laughs> just freeze him, and then you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Of course, it is this is Gemini. Oh, I love Gemini's. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Do you think I fall in love easily? Why or why not? I feel like that's a nuanced question. I feel like you fall in love with a lot of things. Not like I don't think it's like a person. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Deep. Kristen, leave it to Kristen. <laughs> I was like, no, I think no. Very nuanced question. I think you wake up every morning and you fall in love with life. Oh my god. <laughs> black or white with people where yeah. like, if I meet you I'm either in love with you immediately or I'm like I know I will never have feelings for you and I think the falling in love with you immediately <laughs> happens rarely but it does happen mm. so yeah. I kind of fall in love easily but it's not common yeah <laughs> do I look kind explain <laughs> I feel like I don't look kind I know I don't look kind why are you doing that? I wouldn't say you look unkind, but I do feel I look like, like a bitch. I don't think you look like a bitch. I think like oh, though you um you give off like the vibe of like a little bit intimidating. That's so funny. Or like yeah. unapproachable. But like yeah. the second someone talks to you, you're so kind, and it's like oh never mind. Do you know what I mean? That's what I've been told. So I know, but I blame my resting bitch face. I was just trying to think about it. I don't know. My friend Melissa told me that the first time she saw me, she was like, This girl is has such a resting bitch face. She's definitely a stoner, like wants <laughs> nothing to do with me. And then the moment I started talking to her, she was like, Oh wait a second. Like this yeah. I love her. 
So, I don't, yeah. Like, when, I, know, I know that's what I do, but I'm not conscious of it. Yeah. Like, when we worked together, I remember the first time I saw you walking in, and I was like, I don't know what I thought, but I was like, oh, I wonder if she's nice. And then I was just like, hi, I'm Daisy. And you're like, hey, I'm Kristen. And I was like, oh, yeah, she seems nice. <laughs> You were working there already when you started? No, opposite. She was working there already when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Did she make you feel welcome? She did. Like, the first conversation we had together, I was like, I love this girl. I was like, she's my favorite person here. But I feel like at that job, everybody had such a tendency to, like, haze the new people, where it was like other people were, like, I don't know, not so welcoming. So then, um... I don't know. When I talked to Kristen, I was like, oh, this is, like, refreshing. She's normal. <laughs> like, she's just <laughs> able to be nice to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That job was interesting. That job was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Not hate the new people, but you know what I mean. Yeah, They were yeah. always weird with, like, new people. Yeah. Like, yeah. We out. had some interesting hires. We so did, though. That's why. Like, it wasn't all uncalled for. Some of the new people we had you there were thinking about. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna skip this one because this is. Do you think I was popular in school? Explain. We went to school together. Let me me guess. Let me guess. I would say yes. No, because I feel like you're very like outgoing. Where like maybe maybe you weren't in like that group of friends that like all fucked each other, but like you were friends with everyone. You know what I mean? How accurate? How spot on is that? I was friends with, like, I was friends with people who like were popular, but I. Never felt like I was part of the group or like I always. Um, and actually, my first therapy session with Teresa, mm. she said this sentence and it stuck with me. Teresa's my therapist who's like freaking amazing. Actually, I haven't gone to her in like four weeks, I had to call her. Oh my God. Um, she like lets me, she like knows that I'll like resurface. Yeah, <laughs> um, our, our therapy is very fluid, Intu- intuitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like that. Um, but <laughs> I like put the bat signal up. <laughs> um, but so she. I forget, I was explaining, like, my relationships with people, and she was like, oh, so you're everyone's favorite acquaintance, and I was like, oh, exactly, I was like, wow, I like that, every time I have therapy with her, I'm like, wow, Teresa, you're really good at your job, (laughs) she's so good, she's so good, we love Teresa, I received trickle-down therapy from Teresa, really, oh my god, she's so good, Teresa was my therapist before I had one, she, like, effortlessly just drops, like, sentences and it's just like what and it's like bars so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah your brain is just like oh i never thought about that yes she really she's really really good yeah but and that's how i feel like it was i feel like it was like every group i would say would be like oh yeah well, we're like we're friends or like we're friendly but like i would always have like one best friend mm-hmm. and then that would kind of like change i feel mm-hmm. like yeah depending that makes sense Everyone. Plus the no sleepovers thing. Yeah. Okay. After seventh, the seventh grade sleepover incident. That's wild that you couldn't have a sleepover. That like really did it keep me from like really getting close with people because you get yeah you know sleepovers are where you like yeah. tell secrets you really yeah. bond yeah. and I since I couldn't have them it was like that's I wasn't wild there. <laughs> I wasn't there I missed out. See, I feel like I wouldn't have thought or I wouldn't have described you as everyone's favorite acquaintance. I would have probably said that. Alright, turn. Alright. How many speeding tickets do you think I've gotten in my life? Mm-hmm. Four. None. <laughs> 
Yeah. Me? What are you Zero speeding tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten, like, parking tickets, but not speeding tickets. I'm such a cautious driver because yeah. I'm such an anxious driver. Was, See, that's like, what I was thinking. I'm like, she, there's no See, way this I was picturing you being, like, very, like, free-spirited, very, like, carefree. I am, other than driving. Like, oh, driving wow. for, I don't know what it is about it, scares yeah. the shit out of me. Like, I'm a grandma behind the wheel. I'm going the speed limit, maybe five above the speed limit, but that's the max. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I know she's an anxious driver, so she's got to be, like, following the fucking rules when she's driving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would not have guessed. But, like, I'm free-spirited in other ways. Like, I'll do things that maybe mm-hmm. aren't safe otherwise. But, like, when, it, out of when it's in a vehicle, yeah. it freaks me out. I don't know why. I mean, it really, you're hurtling down the pavement at, like, yeah. 70 miles an hour. Would you go skydiving? I have gone skydiving. Yeah, it's just driving. Yeah, it's huh. really just, yeah, it's driving. Would you bungee jump? I don't know. That might be That weird. is really scary, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I was, like, really bored at some point in my life and I was like, let's <laughs> spice it up. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would look over the ledge and be like, nope. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing that and then flying back up and then falling again and flying, like, bouncing like a fucking yo-yo. Yeah, I feel like that made me nauseous. I feel like I'd break my body. The videos are scary. It was founded in New Zealand. So when I was there, it was everywhere. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. And then I would just watch the videos and I'd be like, nope, nope, not, not going to do it. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, it is very terrifying. Like, you're literally uh, hundreds of feet up in the air and being held by one cord. <laughs> like, it's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. What is this trend? I can't answer it. What was your first impression of me? You already can't talk about that. Can we do another one? Yeah, do if you want to do another one. Yeah. I don't know where I've been putting it. Oh, I think it's Do I see more of a creative or analytical type? Explain. Am I supposed to answer these myself? No. Not right? Okay. I mean, like, after we answer, if you want to, like, Tell us. Chime in. <laughs> I would say like a mix between the two. But I feel like when you analyze things, you bring like a level of spirituality to it. But you definitely analyze things. Yeah. But you like do it create like you also have a creative side. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I would yeah, it's like your analysis of things is always very creative and from like a more abstract standpoint, I guess. I don't know. Or like a more like bringing in feeling standpoint and stuff too like yesterday mm-hmm. I told you I was procrastinating and you were like maybe you're just being in the present yeah <laughs> and I was like damn like that kind of that's thing. a good analysis that was true though <laughs> yeah what did I say I don't know I said I think that you just prioritize the present moment yeah you don't procrastinate so. a solid mix for sure yeah <laughs> I do think I have like examples that pop into my head like analogies yeah. analogies that pop into my head that are definitely a re- because I'm thinking about it but I it's not like I feel like overthinking sounds like a strain mm-hmm. but it's like an effortless like oh I'm overthinking about this and then I think of some weird correlation yeah I'm trying to think of an 
example. I also think there's people who enjoy thinking and people who don't. Like, I know there's some people who are like, oh, I, I stay busy because I don't like to be with my thoughts. But I feel yeah. like, mm-hmm. I know, like, I'm, we haven't talked in depth, but, like, I know, like, we really like just, like, mm. being alone with our thoughts. Yeah. And, like, I'm guessing you probably do, too, because I feel like you attract people. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do, but I feel like half the time when I get into my thoughts... Like, I never take them far enough where I could ever articulate them. So they're just, like, this cloud of thoughts. And then you can't land the plane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like Kristen is good at landing the plane with her thoughts quite I often. I use that, by the way, all the time now. I don't even remember where I got it from. I steal all my cool sentences <laughs> from Kristen. <laughs> I'm like, devil's avocado. I'm going to land this plane. That, I know who I got that from. That was my friend, Denisha. She said devil's avocado oh, to me once. And I, she's so cool. Yeah, yeah she's, <laughs> she's, she's cool. so cool. I don't think Denisha listens to this podcast, but Denisha's cool. And she <laughs> says it's devil's avocado. And then I was like, oh, I like that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I like it. But the plane, I don't know. But yeah, I do think. I, because I know myself, I get kind of like, it could seem to somebody that doesn't know me that I'm just starting from like, the other side of the world in my explanation, but I'm like, trust me, I'll land the plane. Like, yeah. we will get to the point that I'm trying to make. I've That's said nice. that to the guy that I've gone on a few dates with where I've been, like, telling him a story. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land the plane, but just stay with me here, and I'll start at one point, and then it, I get us there every time, but, yeah, it is pretty abstract. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day, actually, when... We recorded an episode of the podcast, and there was a whole chunk I wanted to be taken out of. We were talking about somebody, and I had said to Daisy, when after I edited it, I was like, I feel like she was very vulnerable in it, and I wasn't because of the part that we had edited out. And I was like, I feel like we went skinny dipping, and I told you, like, yeah, go ahead, do it. Go jump in the pool again, and I, like, stole on the side of my clothes. And I was like, that's fine for you, not for me. I feel like that's a good example. You held like, hands when you were jumping off the cliff, and then you let go. Yeah, like, you know, and I didn't, nope. and I was like, mm, can't show that with everyone, like, so yeah, that's what I think about. It's like a creative way to analyze it. Yeah, like I think how Laura explained it was probably the best way to describe it. That like it's both. It's just yeah. a combination of both. Like I don't think you're analytical in the sense of like I need spreadsheets. Maybe you are, mm-hmm. but like I don't imagine you being like a spreadsheet person. Yeah. Like when I think of people who are like very analytical, that's what I think yeah. you are. But like in that creative, abstract, intuitive way. Oh, I like that you said that. Because I feel like I, I like this question because I feel like I don't belong in either category and now we're all like, oh wait. Yeah, there's like yeah. a third category yeah. here that we yeah, need to tap into. Category. What's the thing where it's like two circles? Yeah. And like, the Venn know. diagram, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. You're the middle. Okay, It's cool. just Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's hey, guys. Two, you're just Kristen. You're totally. <laughs> Do you think I intimidate others? Why or why not? No. I feel like no. Yeah, yeah no, no, definitely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> the sweetest human. In her face right now, which is the biggest smile on her face, and it's like, do you think I'm intimidating? I have resting nice face, <laughs> and I can't true. help it. But it's also the reason why at the mall I get like the guy who's like selling hand lotion oh, that like grabs your hand. 
I'm always, always, I spend 30 minutes, I'm buying the hand lotion. Are you kidding me? But yeah, no, people are not intimidated. I literally just give them a side eye. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Laura, and I don't know if I've said the example on the podcast, but you have the best example that I reference all the time where people who like dogs more than cats are like cats. So my personality is like a cat. Whereas you like cats more than you like dogs, and your personality is like a dog. Retriever. <laughs> and I feel like that is like the most accurate thing. Yeah, could we were talking about we were talking about your like of dogs versus cats when she first yeah. got here, mm. and I was like, I don't know, I think Minnie's Minnie is selling you. Yeah, Minnie <laughs> does sell me. That's all it takes. It's well, like she's a even, friend's cat that you want. No offense to, to Minnie, but she's not even like a top tier cat. <laughs> Like there, are, there are cats that would really, really get you cuddling. Minnie's like my friend Agnes' cat is like that. She's the cuddliest cat. She's the cat that made me love cats. Yeah, like there's cats that will throw themselves. Like yeah. the Admiral Mitch's cat used to literally like throw himself on your lap, and it was just like like just collapse, and it was just the cutest thing. She's more like she takes some. She's like respect me, respect my boundaries. Yeah. But some cats yeah. are like, like dogs, but less time maintenance. That's the kind of cat that I would need. A cuddly like one? A like that. Like a cuddly cat, yeah. Yeah. Minnie's the most cuddly cat I've ever met. Oh, no. She's not cuddly at all. For a cat. For a cat. Like, with me, yeah, but not. No. But that's the thing, too. Like, if you're the owner of the cat, it'll still be cuddly with you. Even if, like, your experiences with other cats in the past, maybe, oh are that But like, I do think you, you should... I think you should go to animal shelters if you want a cat and find the cat that, like, you, like, fall in love with at the place. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of times, like, I've had people where they're like, oh, they, they weren't the one that was the most lovey, and then, like, they take them home and they're like, and now they're not giving me attention. I don't understand. I'm like, well, you didn't yeah. pick the one that was, like, desperate yeah. for your attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to pick the one that's, like, that's here, true. like, and chill off for you because yeah. I love you. Love it. Yeah. I keep thinking I'm just going to find one on the street. And I'm going to look at it, and it's going to look at me and be like, we're going to just know. <laughs> Love at first sight. Yeah, we're just going to look at each other and be like, you want to come with me? And then the cat will just follow me. The cat will just be That's like, what yeah. I do. <laughs> That's what I imagine in my head. I'm going to be on a walk one day, and I'm going to look over, and the cat's going to look at me. And it almost, I, that happened one day. A couple weeks ago, I was on a walk, and I saw the cat, and it looked at me. And it came over to me, and it was not the orange cat that you both have seen. It was a different one. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the fucking cat, but it had a call around. So. Mm-hmm. That's like, like they say, like, where'd you get your dog? Oh, I paid $6,000 at a breeder, or where'd you get your cat? Oh, I was walking behind a Rite Aid, and this thing crawled out of the dumpster. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> I feel like, how that's it works. That's what I wanted to happen. That's how I wanted to happen. Yeah, like, have a cat. So. Yeah. That'd be a cool story to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> I got my cat. That's we fell in love on the street. So, for anyone listening, <laughs> when I have a cat in a few weeks, this is the beginning. Under the eclipse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, there's an eclipse? Yeah. yeah. Right now? Night. A lunar eclipse? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> what time? It was at I think it was earlier, night. yeah. Oh, because I told her the moon goes that way, so it'll be like over the lake. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think it's cloudy. I think yeah. that's why we don't see anything. I don't see much, but yeah. Okay. 
What's the first thing you noticed about me? You had a really cool outfit. I met oh. you today, so. Hey. <laughs> I'm give you a live action replay. And then I was like, oh, I like her hair. Oh. I, you were in a blue button down. So. <laughs> with a uniform, so I can't speak to that. But I remember you being really, like, smiley. Mm. And then, like, with the other people that had walked in that were also at orientation, I was like, oh, I like her. Aw. I like her. <laughs> I'm going to be friends with her. And then that happened. Then here we are. Here we are. Fast forward. What is this, like, three, four years later? Four years. Yeah, probably four years. That's nutty, yeah. You're living all the way out now. Yeah. It's even crazier. It's so crazy. <laughs> Life I feel like this time well. last year you were voice noting and being like, or was it two years ago? Two years. I lived there last year this time. Oh, damn, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then, because January is when I wrote the letter to you and you had mm-hmm. you didn't have an address there yet. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I see. Laura wrote me a letter. It's still in my fridge. She wrote me a letter that was like, I don't know, like, where you're going to live, but you've just decided that, like, you're going to move to Colorado, so whenever you know where you're going to live, like, I'm going to mail this out. It was this whole thing. It's all my friends. <laughs> That's now. so sweet. Yeah. It was a Dolly Moon postcard, too. You yeah. must have given me. Probably. It was because I've only ever got Dolly Moon from you. Yeah. So it must have been a Dolly Moon present you gave me that came with a postcard. Mm-hmm. Dolly Moon always does that. It's this little store in Montclair. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cute. You've so been? Cool. Never been. Oh no. No. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? Mushrooms. (laughs) That's been true in the past. Mm, Yeah, like like um like a yoga membership or like something like that. <laughs> I was thinking like a yoga retreat. Yeah. That's what the something first healing. Thing that I came feel like my mind. I feel yeah. like healing and self discovery. Yes. yes. Which like I feel like for you has manifested as like yoga. Yeah, yeah. Something that would be like very like a like a profound experience. You yeah. Know, some kind of that. Yeah. Your turn. How likely am I to go camping? How high oh, maintenance is my setup? I feel like you're pretty likely to go camping. Yeah. Yeah. That's like <laughs> very. I feel, we, what's that second deck? Maybe we should do the okay. second one. Yeah, they got a little bit deeper. Yeah. Oh, Minnie. You want to contribute? Minnie, we're going to do the second deck. All right, level two. Okay, what is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? Ooh. I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, but like the way that I see multiple perspectives in certain situations, I feel like is a quality about myself I wouldn't change. Although it pisses people off sometimes. But no, I feel like you're really good at that though. So like playing devil's avocado. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you do it in a gentle way. You're just like, oh, but what about this? But then what about this? But then what about that? Like, you, you're you not, like, immediately, like, my way is this way, and your your brain doesn't fall into that track. It's, like, more... It's not, like, linear thinking. Yeah, you kind of, like, hover above it and see where you're going to land, and then you're like, oh, no, okay. Yeah. Like, you have your opinion, but you can see. You have a, a good a good skill of, like, zooming out and seeing everything. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> 
What question are you trying to answer the most right now in your life? Mm. Oh my god. So many. But I feel like I'm like feeling myself wanting to just plummet. Just go deep. Because I feel like yeah. I, I have been trying to answer so many questions, but now like I wrote this in my journal not long ago, so this is new, but thinking about like being okay and embracing the mystery of it all. Like I of not having answers. So I've actually been trying to not okay. have an answer or answer a question or figure something out and just kind of understand that this liminal space of not knowing is part of being human and be okay with that, which is not easy. But just looking at the mystery as the mystery of it all mm -hmm. and letting that be okay and letting that be enough. Because I think when I personally try to find answers, there are, of course, answers, but I try to find answers for safety rather than feeling, like, safe without the answer. Mm. Yeah. Like, I do feel like you you love to make meaning, and yeah. it's beautiful. A mm -hmm. lot of times it's beautiful, but I do think sometimes it does take away from the journey a bit mm -hmm. if you are too much trying to, like, what does this mean? Yeah, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 I, I love making meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and you're really good at it. You are. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially when you share with other people. And we're all like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ooh, this one's a hard one. If you could get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Mm -hmm. I would say my dad, which mm -hmm. is like weird because my dad and I, like growing up, he was my like one of my best friends yeah. and I played travel softball and he would drive me. Like every weekend we would get in the car, like get up super early on Saturday and drive to a softball tournament. And like, I mean, I would tell him about like, my boyfriends like he knew that one of my boyfriends had cheated on me like and stuff like that and like like I would tell him things that I think a lot of kids like don't tell their parents let alone their dads mm -hmm. um but it wasn't until my parents went through their divorce that I realized how much he keeps to himself mm -hmm. like I think it's that generation a little yeah. bit um but I I think that there's a lot there below the surface so yeah yeah that's yeah. a good answer yeah i feel like that generation and then like dads of that mm -hmm. generation in particular yeah, i was gonna say that too like the men of that mm -hmm. generation specifically yeah yeah like, like my mom so. and i know each other at a, at a pretty deep level but i i feel like my i feel like my dad would say we know each other at a deep level but mm -hmm. i think we go deeper yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense are you lying to yourself about anything <gasps> oh my god Probably a lot of things. <laughs> right? We all are. We all are lying to ourselves to some degree, I think. Can I pick one right yeah. now to right, say? Like, can you narrow it down? God, there's just so much that I lie to myself about. <laughs> Everything's a construct. It doesn't even, like, live in my own world. Mm. Fuck, I don't know. This is hard. 
Did anything jump into your mind when you read it? No, I think that's why it's hard. Like, yeah. I know there's lots of things that, like, I either half lie to myself about or fully lie to myself about, but I can't even pinpoint one right now. I feel like it's hard because those things are probably really elusive. They don't want to be, like, found out. Yeah, like, you wouldn't lie to yourself if it wasn't... There wasn't a reason. Yeah. yeah. I also don't, like, I've played this game a few different times with different people and I know that I've had an answer to this before and I'm not remembering what it is and I want to remember what it is <laughs> maybe you don't lie to yourself about that anymore um that's possible but I'll just let it close me real quick yeah. <laughs> um, now she's just actually better at lying to herself yeah, yeah. No, she's doubled down <laughs> She's, Lost track of what's the lie. swore. Yeah. <laughs> Last time, she said never again. We revealed this. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is freezing. Should I answer a different one then? Yeah, sure. Because uh, the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to me. These questions are kind of hard. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Someone else go. <laughs> Do I have anything unexplainable that's ever happened to me? <laughs> I have, like, small things that you've said that are unexplainable. Like what? Just, like, little synchronicities. Like, the yoga studio being, like, oh, yeah. bird or something But, like, like to me, that's explainable. Yeah. To me, that's, like, a synchronicity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your definition of explainable? You're like, um, duh, the universe just came together in a perfect way. Like, duh, <laughs> the universe like, is perfect. As it does. It's all explainable. <laughs> okay, so then, so that's even better. <laughs> That's even more amazing. Everything's explainable I because, of course, everything has a purpose and a synchronicity. That's even better. Thank you for pulling that out of me. <laughs> because when, when I think unexplainable, I think, like, paranormal. And I'm like, I've never seen a ghost. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. That's so funny. <laughs> I've never been haunted. I don't know. Never seen a ghost, guys. Oh, I feel like little miracles like that or mm. synchronicities or something like that. Yeah, like, like, so what like, is it? That's fair. Like, what's um, one? Yeah, okay, so, like, I guess the reference that Kristen brought yeah. up was, like, one time I was, like, okay, I need a sign from the universe, and I want it to be, like, the sign of a bird because birds are very symbolic to me. Um, and then, like, I went to this uh, yoga class one time, um, and I was just, like, really down at this point in time. Um, and the yoga teacher, like, you know, like they always like, uh, share a few quotes in the beginning of class and things like that. Like the one that she shared really touched me in the class, really touched me. Like I was crying at the end of it. Then at the end of it, this is my first time going to this yoga studio. She came up to me and she's like, thanks for coming today or whatever. And she left a little candle in front of my mat that I didn't even like notice at first until I was like leaving. I was like, oh, like that's so sweet that she left that there. I really needed that. And then... As I'm leaving, it clicked in my head that the name of the yoga studio was, like, Three Birds Yoga Studio. Oh, you should have the chills. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I didn't notice that at all when I, like, scheduled the class. Like, I scheduled it through class pass, and I just found a random one, like, close by. And I was like, yeah, like, I'll just go here today. And then I, like, sat there, and I was like, hold on. That was exactly what I needed. That was my sign right there. So mm-hmm. I guess that's, you know, the thing Kristen was yeah. talking about. So it's like unexplainable, but explainable because it's exactly what you yeah. needed and asked for. Yeah. Wait, not to cut the line, but Kristen knows this already, but it's just crazy because, so like when I, so I was living at home and like 
like I was I'm like really lucky my parents paid for college and stuff so like when I started working I was just saving money yeah and like I knew eventually I was gonna move out um so I my best friend's mom was a realtor and I had reached out um because there was like one property I wanted to look at probably in like 2018 Mm -hmm. and we went to look at it and it fell through and then like I was like oh like you know what I, I really like living at home like I really like saving money like I'm good so then I went to Australia for work like was doing a lot of other things and then obviously like the pandemic hit in 2020 and I like my whole family's always been big on like Zillow creeping like we're mm-hmm. just like always looking at Zillow like whatever but I wasn't actively looking for a house yeah um and with my parents divorce part of it was my dad let us live in the house until I passed the CPA exam. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had just passed the CPA exam and like my mom and I were trying to think of like what we were going to do. Like she was obviously going to buy something else. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess maybe I'll rent in like Morristown or Montclair. And then out of the blue, my best friend's mom's like coworker, because my best friend's mom had moved away. So her coworker reached out to me and was like, hey, like, like I know this is like out of the blue but are there any houses that you want to go look at I haven't talked to them since 2018 it was 2020 oh, wow. yeah and it was weird because I had favorited a house on Zillow I guess like a couple months prior and then it had a price drop mm. so it like popped up but there were no pictures it was just a picture of like a sunset over a lake and like the outside of the house and that was it so like I was like yeah like there's this house like in West Milford but like it's like I don't know, probably a dump, like, the fact that it's in my price range, like, I can't imagine it being, like, anything, and there was another house that was, like, really, really small right around the corner, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I don't want to waste your time, like, if you're okay with going, we went, and it was this, and she, because she was, like, oh, we can go, like, over the weekend, they have an open house, and then last, like, out of nowhere, she's, like, actually, I'm free today if you are, I'm, like, mom, you want to go? She's, like, yeah, so we went, and um, we went, so there's a house over there, actually, and Literally, you couldn't have fit, like, a twin-sized bed in any of the rooms. It was that small. Like, it was, like, really, really small. Um, And then we went here, and, like, we walked in. And when we walked into the basement, it was, like, golden hour, and the sun was shining through. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I looked at each other, and I was like, and she's like... And the crazy thing is, is my best friend had bought a house in May. Mm -hmm. And she had, like, stained glass on, like, some of the windows, and... And seeing her buy the house, like, I put together a list in my phone of what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, on a lake, like, a walking distance to the beach, like, a fireplace, a sunroom. And then literally in June, I went to look at the house because she texted me out of the blue. And I I put an offer in that. And And it was everything you wanted. And I bought it that day. And then I wrote a letter to the sellers, and they got an offer for $10,000 higher. And the husband was in surgery. And she said, my husband's in surgery. Like, she said this to their realtor who communicated it to mine. Like, my husband's in surgery. They got an offer for 10000 higher. And they had an open house scheduled that weekend. Yeah. So, like, most places would, like, be like, oh, like, let's go through with the open house. Mm-hmm. She's like, but we read your letter and, like, it brought us to tears. We want you to have the house. Oh, my God. So they God. sold the house to me. And here we are. Isn't it? That's so wild. Like just like the like amount of things. Like I was just like insanity. Yes. Insanity. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. I'm so thankful for this place. I love it. It was just like meant to be yours. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, your turn. (laughs)
Your phone is saved as Laura's or your phone. Your house is saved as Laura's cottage. Oh. Oh, and like French doors was on my list. Like, there's like seven French doors wow. here. It gets so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. It's yeah. beautiful. Manifested before you. Oh, hike was. nearby hiking trails because I used to love that I was a ten minute drive to Ramble Mountain. Mm-hmm. I literally don't even have like. The telephone pole outside my house has a trail, like a really? trail marker on it. Oh I'm my on god! A trail. Yeah, it's insane. That's the coolest thing Every ever. Every single thing. Yeah, that's really so cool. Like, I, but I, I hate saying it because it feels very much like girl boss manifest, you know. But like, I, and I didn't. No. I don't know. But like, I don't think just, it doesn't there is sound like, like that. some magic. Yeah, like, it is really just wild. Yeah. I think your story is even more illustrative of like effortless magic Mm -hmm. of just truly wanting what you wanted and not being girl boss about it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get this number of salary and this this and that and like all that's fine but it was so authentic to what you wanted and you weren't even thinking about those terms it was just like yeah this is what is calling out to me i'm gonna make a list and it appeared (laughs) and then you expressed it to them too The, the apple notes app is yeah. magic. Dude. <laughs> it might be. It really the might Apple be. The Notes app is like the unsung hero of our generation. It is, like, dude. I need to, I need to write down what I want in a partner. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh. done that. I'm still searching. <laughs> Yo, maybe I put it in the Notes app of my phone. Maybe Notes app. <laughs> because I've written it down before. <laughs> yeah, tonight. That's our assignment. Watch Laura meet her yeah. person literally you tomorrow. <laughs> She's gonna do it. She's tonight. just fucking Next magical. Time we have her on the podcast. <laughs> her. her and the person that she's dating. gonna be engaged. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, if marriage is even a thing you want, not everybody gets yeah, engaged. Yeah, debatable. Yeah. Your person. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Mm-hmm. Does that mean like a child? When I was a child. Yeah, yeah, I guess like, like in your memory, like what's the first time you remember being like truly happy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me think. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it's so hard because I don't have a lot of memories from childhood, and so I'm trying to think of. It's not to say I wasn't like happy happy at moments it's just like my memory is not ideal I would say it's so bad I don't remember nothing jumps out to me it's a hard one yeah it's hard right I know that I really loved going down the shore each year Hmm. I could say that yeah it's not like a deep one but do you have like a specific memory from being down there? Yeah, what made you love it? I think I liked. We would go to the same place and like, it felt like home, like because we would rent the same condo every year, mm-hmm. so it felt like a second home. And then, we like I would always make friends when mm-hmm. I was down there for the week. So when I was like really little, even like like five six seven kind of little I knew that like I would get there and I'd like the first day I'd find someone on the beach and like they'd be my friend for the week kind of thing so I would always like and then I would find them like the next day and like when you're that little you don't have a cell phone like you don't have phones then so like you just like look around and find them and be like hey we played yesterday let's play again today and then I would always like end up playing with 
like the same kid all week long. <laughs> I was just by them. And they meet my friend. Yeah. That's probably my first time. I remember the first kid too. His name was Dante. I love that you remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I literally was like, this kid's gonna be my friend for life. Oh. He lived in Philly. Dante. If you're listening. <laughs> Shout out, Dante. Imagine. I remember you still. You're part of Kristen's happiest first yeah. memory, bro. Truly, that's actually pretty wild. What if yeah. Dante's your soulmate? What's he up to? Right? Yeah. <laughs> he was like a year younger than me. Oh my that's god. That's so funny. Have you changed your mind about anything recently? Mm. No, I don't think I have, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. <Yeah. laughs> I'm pretty okay with everything <laughs> I I love that, though. I love that, too. Yeah. I guess maybe, like, my mindset... Like, I think for a while, like, after, like, bodybuilding and, like, I feel like fighting with myself, yeah. like, fighting against myself for so many years and, like, the, like, well, you have to do this, you have to do that. Like, I really, like, let myself have a period of time where, like, I just, like, did exactly what felt best that day. Like, if I was in the mood to clean or if I was in the mood to work out. And now I feel like I've, like, been less gentle with myself and more, like, hey, like, you know you're going to feel better if you do these mm-hmm. things. Because yeah. I feel like I'm at a place where I, like, can balance. Yeah, like, like structure feels yeah. safe, not rigid. Yeah, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's beautiful to hear yeah. that you got to that point. Yeah, I think it's a huge change. Yeah. Like, it's not maybe recent in the last day. It's massive. Mm-hmm. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? To unlearn? Okay. Guys, I don't know why my brain is completely blank today. I'm a question. Um, I think maybe it was like growing up, I always expected people to be similar to me, and it was hard for me to like understand when people thought differently than me kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just like coming to terms with that as I've gotten older, that like everybody comes from a different background, different experiences, and so, like, they're not going to see certain situations the same way I do, and mm-hmm. that's okay, I guess, because I think that used to, like, frustrate me a lot growing up, I'd be like, I don't get, like, why someone doesn't see this the same way as yeah. me, <laughs> yeah. but, like, that's just how it is. I think mine would be kind of what I said before about, like, not needing to have an answer, mm-hmm. you know, that has been, and I'm still unlearning that. Like, I don't need to know right now. Maybe I'll know in a few days. Maybe I'll know in a month. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, the I don't know is okay. Mm-hmm. That has been hard and important for me to unlearn. Yeah. I kind of want to, like, add to mine, actually. Because yeah. I feel like it's not even that, like, people think differently. I think it was a thing that I had trouble being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. was, like, what it really was. Like, I think I got frustrated yeah. by being misunderstood. <clears throat> and I think the older I've gotten, I've like I've been like okay, but people like haven't lived the same life I've lived or like mm-hmm. gone through the same things I've gone through, and so like of course they're gonna see things maybe differently, and like they don't have to understand me. I think that's more of what I meant. Oh, I love that. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's like when you keep asking the question, but why? 
but why? Mm-hmm. But why? You get just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And that's like what you just did. It's like, okay, well, I don't love when, or not that you don't love, but it's hard for me to understand that people will think differently. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, but why? But why? But it's yeah. like this thing of like, oh, wait, I just want people to understand see me. me and understand me. And why don't they? Oh, because they have their own life experience. Yeah, I think what got me there, too, was I was just thinking about how, like I said, the one thing I wouldn't change about myself is the way that I can see many different perspectives. Yeah. So I was like, well, how is that such starkly different, like, opposite Ooh. responses? And I was like, oh, because it's actually just that I used to struggle with being misunderstood, not, like, yeah. different perspectives. So that's almost like that superpower developed from you feeling, in a way, yeah. misunderstood. I think so, actually. Yeah, because you're, like, zooming out of your own and, like, all right, well, why aren't people understanding me? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. (laughs) When you're asked how you are, how often do you answer truthfully? Oh. I would say almost never. (laughs) That's I fair. almost never answer truthfully. I don't think many people answer truthfully. No, because... And I fucking hate that question. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an annoying question, and I feel like oftentimes it's used in the context of small talk. Like, you're not going to yeah. tell the, like, random person that you're talking to at the store, mm-hmm. like, yeah. what's bothering you that day, necessarily. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even answer. Yeah. You're walking down the hallway, hey, how are you? Yeah. You're just like, hey. <laughs> I think that question really actually irks me a lot. Because of that. Because I, when so many things happen in that micro moment in my brain, I don't know if you guys have this experience, but someone's like, how are you? And I think of how I really am, and I think of how I can't tell them, and then I think of how, why are we asking that question when it's such an important question, but nobody really wants your actual answer. Right. And I can't tell you my actual answer because I know you don't want my actual answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say, I'm okay, I'm good, and you? And then it's like, my authenticity is sucked out of it because I didn't really it's just it really like fucks yeah. with my brain that question a lot I would argue though like when I ask my friends yeah like how they are I actually care how they are I'm not just saying it to be like hey how are you yeah <laughs> like if you're not doing okay like yeah. tell me kind of a thing if you want to. I feel like I'm trying to think I don't know that I really ever ask that question without wanting the real answer mm. oh I do all the time me too. Like, yeah. whenever I go into a store, I'm like, hey, how are you? Yeah, like, when someone's like, morning, I'm like, morning, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever, because I, I work always. Oh, <laughs> the people I interact with the most are my patients during the day, and I really do want to know how they're doing. Yeah. And so, and then otherwise, it's my friends, but I don't do that in stores. No. <laughs> Jesus. She so turned your cat's locks on. Minnie she was trying word. to play with the wires. She's too. yelling at us. She's like, caps lock, caps lock. Minnie, you gotta stop. No! <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to jump. <laughs> see, that, see, see, that's an example of her doing it even with me, like, running away. Like, yeah. She wants to be pet. That's why she jumped up. But she got scared. Oh, she she's a little teased. She's avoiding this <laughs> She's anxious, for sure. <laughs> She's, Ooh, she seems disorganized. disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist would say she's disorganized. Minnie, you're getting psychoanalyzed. That's hilarious. 
It's literally me in relationships, so yeah. I, I get you, Minnie. Yeah. <laughs> she like, won't even look at us now. That's why I was like, this feels... This She's feels like, I'm familiar. mad. Her tail's not nice. even moving. She's just frozen. She's like, maybe they'll stop perceiving me. <laughs> Minnie, Minnie, how do you answer the question? <laughs> Minnie, what That's attachments you are? Minnie, have you unlearned anything recently? <laughs> <laughs> Minnie, the cat, her back is to us. Can, can you stop eating cardboard, please? <laughs> Does she eat cardboard? She eats cardboard all the time. <laughs> Minnie, what's she that about? She loves it. She's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, when we turn around. Hi. <laughs> come here, babe. You want to come on the podcast? I feel like you have thoughts. I feel like she's so angry at you. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Did I take all your toys away? I did. I literally took every single one away. Mm-hmm. I'll bring them out later. She's whatever, man. Yeah. She's over it. <laughs> okay, your turn. I don't know where I was in my how are you to feel. Oh, it's back to the compliment thing. Okay. But, but I kind of like this one. Yeah. What's been okay. the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? I oh, that's a different one. A lot of people, I think, actually, bring it back to the resting nice face thing. Mm. I it's funny because um, a lot of times I'll get approached and people will be like, "Your smile, I just want to let you know, like you smiled at me." Remember, I texted you that woman at the gym. She was like, "I just want to let you know, like I saw you earlier in the gym and you smiled, and I just felt like it lit up the room and." Like, I don't even remember what, but it was, like, very profound, the thing she was saying. And, like, a lot of people have said that to me, which is funny because a lot of times, like, because I have a resting nice face, like, air Mm -hmm. quotes, like, I will actually be maybe having a really bad day. Mm -hmm. But, like, people perceive me as, like, super happy. Yeah. Um, But then, like them seeing me as super happy they'll come up to me and it's kind of like then I'm like in a better mood because they came Aww, up to yeah. me mm-hmm. but it is just interesting like how people will assume like your emotions based on your face yeah. and I'm like literally have the worst day ever but yeah. like yeah I guess my face is not telling you that <laughs> does that ever feel invalidating rather than nice like yeah I remember when my boyfriend at my very first job cheated on me yeah. and um I was in the kitchen and I was like cutting something up or I don't know and one of the secretaries who like was pretty intimidating like was in there and I was smiling and she was like Lauren fuck you you're always smiling like she meant to like jokingly but yeah. like I've had people say that before like oh my god it's so annoying how you're always so happy and it's like because someone's smiling doesn't it doesn't mean yeah. that's how they're yeah. feeling and I just remember like I had like cried in the bathroom <laughs> and Miles who like works with me now but is my one of my best friends and he was working with me and like he was in the kitchen and he knew like what I was going through and like my parents were in the middle of like their divorce and it was really messy and like I just like was so not okay yeah and like for when she said that like I just like wanted to just like scream and I was just like ha <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's showbiz, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when it's, like, authentic, when people are, like, saying to you, or not authentic, when it's authentic for you, when you on the other side, when you are smiling, you're resting nice faces, maybe, 
more accurate. <laughs> Honestly, even when it's not, I, it's usually like I still appreciate it yeah. because I feel like I feel like I in a way like maybe it's like toxic positivity but like in a way I kind of take pride of like no matter what I'm going through I want to put good into the world Mm -hmm. like so it feels nice to be like oh like even though like I'm struggling like someone else is like maybe like experiencing positivity and then like all of a sudden it's like oh wow that's kind of like the I was literally (laughs) I was about to say that that's like the human design That's thing. exactly what I was thinking about. Oh, that is yeah. so funny. Do you want to explain? I don't even know if I have the capacity to. You guys are better at the human design thing. I mean, we need Rachel here. But <laughs> we really do. You, so, Laura is a 6'3 projector in human, with her human design. That's how it reads. And when the larger number is before the smaller number... That means your life's purpose or karma, as if you go back in our episodes, Rachel explained it a lot better than I'm about to do, but your life's purpose is to impact others and then have that impact yourself. So it's reciprocal in that nature, whereas Daisy and mine are smaller numbers at first. So I'm three, five, you're four, six. And again, Laura is six, three. So Daisy and I, we are supporting ourselves and then that kind of has a ripple effect whereas you with your resting nice face are impacting others and then you're just like wait a second maybe I'm drawn out of the place that I'm in even if it doesn't feel as amazing as other people are perceiving but it's like giving you and them a little dose of like positivity or just taking the edge off of something you're experiencing yeah absolutely so I feel like it was just, like, that one situation with, like, when mm. everything just was so bad. And it was kind of, like, yeah. someone yeah. almost, like, chastising me for, like, being mm. happy. Yes. And it was just that, like, kind of, like, really, like, hit hard. Whereas, yeah. like, normally it's, like, someone's appreciating what I'm putting out into the world, even if maybe internally I'm not mm-hmm. feeling what I'm putting out. Yeah. 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 Like, I think maybe the way people say it to you also matters too like she said something about it like being annoying like making it out to be like a negative thing versus like other people complimenting it yeah like and and to me I was like I'm going through hell right now but I'm not gonna make your life miserable because I'm having a bad day Mm -hmm. like whereas like I do have to say she was kind of like more the type that like when she was having a bad day she like made other people have a bad day Mm -hmm. those people are the worst Fuck you, whoever you are out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this girl. That's so um, How would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? Um, I feel like I've always described it as, like, euphoric, but I feel like that's not um, how it should feel. How many times have you been in love? Once, a whole one time. <laughs> what, like what time period? Twenty nineteen ish. I was okay. like, a, well, actually, maybe it started in twenty eighteen. I was a junior in college. It was towards like the end of the year, or like second semester or something when we met, and then we dated through like my senior year of college too. Um. So yeah, like twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. It was about like a year of us dating and then we like stayed in touch for a while it's kind of like a messy breakup I would say mm-hmm. it was kind of like an on and off thing for a bit mm-hmm. 
Oh, like we're homies now. <laughs> <laughs> you might be listening. What's up? What's up, Holly? <laughs> <laughs> I am a six. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I've been in love. And I do truly think I was in love, even though maybe what I'm describing the feeling of love to be like isn't necessarily like a mature version of love. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely was in love, but I feel like the next relationship I'm in that I feel in love in I don't want it to feel that way like that roller coaster ride of emotions so um maybe it's supposed to feel like safe not euphoria yeah (laughs) I don't know never been there guys so (laughs) I like asked chat GPT one night I was like how many words or ways or words again of expressing love does the English language have and then it like listed them all and then I went to like Spanish and French and like asking we have such a shorter list than other like mm-hmm. languages have for the English language and I feel like that's why it's hard because like you said like that's one form of love and then there's mm-hmm. another form of love there's a million different forms of love and then I think about like there's a different love between me and Daisy between me and Laura like and there's just different yeah, but word is hard. It is hard. Um, and that's interesting that you highlighted like platonic love too, like mm-hmm. friendship kind of love. Because I love all my friends, like all my closest friends, and I would say all those mm-hmm. relationships feel safe. Yeah, but I think that also again highlights my yeah. <laughs> attachment styles, where like I feel super like securely attached to all my friends, mm-hmm. but then whenever it's a romantic relationship, it's so disorganized. I think about that. All of the time. What the fuck? Like, why is that? Why do I feel safe in friendships and not romantic love? Yeah. I, I fully am in line with that. I feel like um, it's kind of because, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you all of a sudden were like, I don't want to be your friend anymore, I'd be, like, really upset. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel like there was something wrong with me. Whereas mm-hmm. for some reason, in a romantic sense... If I was, like, really, really into someone, like, in, like, love or borderline love, and they, like, didn't feel it back and, like, didn't want to be with me, it feels like there's, like, something wrong with you. Like, or me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, which, like, I mean, isn't the case, but, like, it's just, that's, like, I feel like part of it. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. No, I think that's pretty... I think it's expansive. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty universal. I was gonna say. I think a lot of people would interpret it that way. Like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, did I not do enough? Did I whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Maybe it's because of monogamy. Yeah, maybe, right? Like you can have many different friends that fill many different needs. <laughs> yeah. And like if you're monogamous, one partner is supposed to meet a lot of your, like, yeah. romantic needs, I guess. Because yeah. I think about that in terms of, like, you two are my closest friends, and I think about <laughs> whoever I date, like, how is that going to be even close? And I was just like, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. And that probably is something for me to explore a little bit further. But, Yeah. I just don't know exactly where it's going with that. But 
Have you ever dated someone that you were friends with first? No. Because I feel like, what if what if that's the solution for all of this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It probably should feel more like a friend first. Like, I remember I got that question when we did this last time, and I said an exhale. That was the first thing that came to my mm-hmm. mind. I remember you And I that. still... Someone the other day, we, I was in conversation, and I, I said that because that hasn't left my brain. That's, yeah. like, now my barometer mm-hmm. of, like, an exhale. Like, you're happily, like, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I don't need to do anything. And that, I think, speaks to what you were saying before, too. Like, at least when I'm in a romantic relationship, I feel like I have to be performing or be watched or, and I'm not, but mm-hmm. that's how I act. As if, like, I have to do everything right and do what I need and do this and that. And, yeah, I wonder if there's an element of me not being enough. It almost feels like when you're dating, like, it almost feels like auditioning for love. Yes. (laughs) Whereas, like, when you meet friends, it's way more... Mm-hmm. seamless for some reason like that's my experience at least like you just meet someone you're like yeah like we get along cool and like you let it progress slowly yeah whereas like with romantic relationships it's like we go on dates like we're both in this with the motivation of ending up together and so it really does feel like you're on yeah. sort of the end goal I feel like that yeah. kind of makes it like because I know like I feel like Because, like, I don't know if I want to get married or have kids, so I feel like a lot of the dating I've done since, like, my last long-term relationship ended has been, like, more for the present moment Mm -hmm. and, like, openly, like, not, like, leading anyone on or anything, like, very much, like, expressing that. And I feel like it's allowed me, and maybe it's a cop-out in a way to, like, go into a relationship being, like, here's a disclaimer, I'm not looking for anything for sure or anything. Yeah. It definitely is, but um, it, I, I feel like it allows me to be more like, like, do I actually like you as a person and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, takes yeah. away, like, that reach of, mm-hmm. like, I need you, I need you, and it's like, Because you're, no. like, checking off boxes. Yeah. It's like, you kind of have to, like, if you're going to yeah. stay forever with yeah. someone. Yeah. And, like, with friends, there's not that end goal. Like, you're not, like, oh, I just met this person. They're going to be my best friend. Like, that's not what anybody... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to, like, be best friends with you and know that, like, you're going to, like, possibly take care of, like, a child that, like, I make. Yeah. <laughs> like, that we make yeah. together. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not going to be, like, responsible for them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There's still, like, so much more that goes into it, too, when it is that romantic partnership, because then there's kids and finances and all those things, but for me, I still am, like, I think about that that other person that I'm dating, like, what, how do they kind of fit into my values in those areas, but I am still performing Mm -hmm. to make myself look like Mm -hmm. I would be, even though I don't know if I want kids, I don't think I do, but I'm like, I'd be the best mom. Mm-hmm. Some people just went out there like, oh, fucking fine. Like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, there's so many people out there who d- don't want kids yeah. or, like, don't want to get married or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're going to sign a prenup. Like, finances yeah. <laughs> doesn't even, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it doesn't matter to them. But, like, there's still that element of performing yeah. that's there. And it's, like, I feel like with, like, friends, like, I mean, like, I definitely have friends who I don't align with, like, on a lot of things. And it's, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, like, so-and-so is my really good friend, but I don't talk politics with them. But, yeah. like, you can't, like, I mean, for I think there's, 
I don't know how they do it, but I think there's people who like have significant others who they feel that way with, but I would literally die. Yeah. Like, I feel like we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, Like, I feel like this bunch here Mm -hmm. (laughs) would not be able to be like, I love them, but we we don't see eye to eye. No. (laughs) 2024, I love them. Dude, me and my mom argue about this all the time because she's like, I don't know, like, whenever I tell her, like, well, it's hard to find someone who has the same values as me, like, the same politics or, like, viewpoints yeah. as me and stuff, and she's like, none of that matters, like, are they nice? And I'm like, what do you mean none of that matters? <laughs> like, that's how I know they're nice. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they're cute, but they also don't think I should be able to legally access an abortion. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is major shit, mom. Mom, they wouldn't have been okay with me voting, like, a couple decades ago. Truly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, and I guess that's why too, because it's maybe it's less monogamy and more of like the the time that if you are somebody that you want that like long term commitment, then you're like, oh fuck, yeah, this is a long term commitment. And we were talking about before. I don't know if this was when we were recording or not, but like how different we are from like when I was 20 to now, from when I'm 31 to when I'm 40 to when I'm 50. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna change. But I think, and I could be wrong, and maybe I'll eat my words tomorrow, I could change my whole value system, but I think that we tend to grow the foundation that we have now, like in this age, rather than change drastically, and that's not by any means universal. I think a lot of people change throughout their lives, but I think, I don't know, actually. No, I think it's true. I think unless you have, like, a, like, I feel like people who change drastically right now might be, like, like, let's say they're a really big partier and, like, then their best friend overdoses. Yeah. They might have a dress. But I don't feel like you just, yeah. like, find people now who are, like, approaching their 30s, like, in their 30s who are just, like, they wake up one day and all of a sudden they're a whole nother person. Yeah. I don't feel like that happens without, a like, a catalyst. Yeah. Like, without, like, a canon event. Yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. they call it. Because I feel like I have a solid foundation in, like, my values and I would imagine that one would just get stronger. Mm-hmm. But that's why it pisses me off, too, when, like, older adults are like, oh, you're, like, left-leaning now, but wait until you're an adult, you'll be way more conservative. And it's like, that's not going to happen. Like, why would that Well, it actually, like, um, there, oh, man, I'm going to butcher this, but there's, like, some study that is, like, about, like, fear Mm -hmm. and, like, the correlation between fear and right-wing politics and it's like the more afraid of things you are, the more right leaning. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's definitely like a correlation sense. with age and fear. Cause even like Ooh. just like in the basis of like I know like when I was younger, like I was fearless compared to now. Like now I don't like lay in the grass because I'm like, oh, there might be a tick. And like it's like practical, there might be a tick. Yeah. But like I feel like I and like I know like some family members yeah. that I have who like have experienced like being mugged or something like that Mm -hmm. and now they're like well if I look for a house I want to be in a gated community and then like there's a lot that comes along with a gated community like there's a lot of like long-held racial injustices and like biases that come along with that which even now are long-standing with that I feel like no matter what even if it's not in the bylaws anymore it's still yeah Yeah, it's unspoken yeah and um yes I just like feel like there's probably a good amount of people in our age group who will find themselves more right-leaning. Yeah. But I feel like 
I feel like that is like maybe the people who aren't who are the ones who are like I don't yeah. like to be alone with my thoughts. I don't like to think mm. because then they're not gonna want to mm-hmm. think about their yeah. reasoning for things. But maybe I don't know. Who knows? That's true. Or like maybe just people who are more easily slayed, uh, slayed, swayed, yeah. <laughs> easily slayed, <laughs> swayed by things. Um, or maybe like those weren't really strong values to begin with, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like their beliefs, they were just kind of like, this is what I should believe in or Looks something. Looks good on paper to be a little bit progressive. Yeah. When you mentioned the fear thing and it getting like the further up in age, I, that made me think about fear of death. Mm. Because even though I don't, I don't think people are actively thinking about their fear of death, I think about our, I think personally our fear of death is guiding a lot of what we do or don't do. And that made me think about older adults who I know or know of that have done psychedelics and don't have that fear of death because they're just either, they, they feel like life goes on or they feel like they've seen how that will transpire. And they're not scared of being present with their own death, which makes me think about present with your own thoughts. And I think there's something to be said for being okay with the fact that you're, you're finite and you want to leave the world a better place rather than I am resisting my death. And so I'm going to accrue, 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 make my life right now as focused on me rather than focus on humanity mm-hmm. and like being okay with like all right i am gonna actually leave and how do i want to leave things yeah. and that yeah that made me that's think such a else. good connection though with like what we're yeah everything you said that's comes so down beautiful. to like, fear of death yeah <laughs> think about that a lot <laughs> and i think psychedelics give us the ability if we, especially with like a macro dose, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that about them. Yeah, that they could impact with the yeah around mortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, research on people who have like terminal illnesses who will take psychedelics, who will intentionally trip, and their relationship with their like impending yeah. will. They know when, or maybe have an estimation of when they're gonna die. Like I could die tomorrow, but I don't know I'm gonna die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to reconcile that and like live with it more with more ease and grace than than not and that makes me think of Ram Dass a lot Mm -hmm. but also especially when we're talking about things like DMT because a lot of times like that simulates a death experience yeah people like experience feeling death and then being like oh you know what like that's not scary to me anymore yeah because when you die your brain naturally releases DMT what is DMT dimethyltryptamine it's a chemical it's actually found in a lot of cruciferous plants. We ingest it all the time, but it also is in those plants with like an enzyme that breaks down that compound so we don't trip balls every time we eat broccoli. But yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it's in a lot of like cruciferous plants. Is it like really small doses too? Or? I think so. But, so yeah. could you extract DMT from like fucking broccoli? Is I that what you're telling me? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> a gold mine I'm out here. here. <laughs> yeah, there's a Laura's there's... Trap Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's a, just a, a chemical compound found in. It's in ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. So that's when people like 
sit with ayahuasca and that's what they're ingesting is DMT yeah. and like it's, it's within a drink though and within that like cultural practice there's shamans involved and people who have learned from that if they're not the shamans themselves guiding you through that journey what are you still trying to prove to yourself mm. I don't know why my brain does this because it doesn't actually make sense. But I feel like I'm trying to prove to myself that I don't have to prove anything to myself. Mm. Okay. But that's fair. Yeah. Like, that... That's like a valid thing. Yeah, because I feel like I'm constantly... Or I was constantly, like, trying to be, like, to overdo, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Always have, like, things to do, stuff to do. I don't even know. But... So is it maybe, like perfectionism yeah maybe i'm trying to prove to myself that i'm allowed to to rest yeah because like slowing down doesn't feel safe to me Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to i guess prove to myself that it is safe and they don't always need to be like doing 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 to be worth something i can just like sit at home all day and not again not do anything and be okay yeah and be me I love it. Yeah. I feel like that was a good one to end on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, Laura. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. This is our first in-person podcast it. recording. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's been real. I'm so glad I got to be here for it. <laughs>